So Stephen, how have you been uh, holding up lately? I know it's been hard for you, very difficult with all the Roe v. Wade stuff. I know you're very much active in that thread on GBA Temp, like you post daily. And uh, I know, I know, I keep getting reports about your messages because of how let, let's just say you're very passionate about your opinions, even though it might not be like the popular opinion, but I got to respect how passionate you are about this subject. So how you been holding up with everything that's been happening? I'm doing okay. It's, it's tough, but you know, being able to vent about it on the site helps. And- I know you quickly switched from the, uh, the situation in Ukraine thread that's on GBA Temp. Check that out <laughs> if you ever want to lose faith in humanity. <laughs> and you quickly jump to the Roe v. Wade one. I'm seeing just them by based on reports. Everybody's reporting you, but that's just because they don't agree with you, really. Not because you're and that's not insulting what people and fetuses and whatnot. <laughs> Telling people they should have been aborted. Speaking of things that should have been aborted, you're listening to the number one <laughs> weekly podcast on GBA Temp. The number one there's there's no podcast on gba temp that's higher than us you're listening to the temp cast that's right baby episode 76 yay what's up i'd use my soundboard right now but i can't find the json file um so i'm this will have to do oh shit it's friday the 13th actually holy shit you're right i didn't think about that Wow, and I'm I'm sitting here looking for Jason files, dude. That's fucking spooky. <laughs> wow, dude. Okay, what's next? All right. I'm gonna be on Elm Street with my laptop, <laughs> searching for Freddy Dot Kruger or <laughs> whatever. Let's move on. Zing. Good one. <laughs> yeah. All right. So back to uh, what we were talking about before. Speaking of things that have been aborted, Metroid sixty four recently uh was well metroid 64 was a game that uh, briefly existed for the n64 it was in the planning stages and everyone at nintendo and any other company they spoke to about it decided they couldn't think of a way to make metroid work on the n64 mm-hmm. uh and so the game just kind of died it was uh definitely in the first trimester of development i would say which makes it okay and so now there's a, uh, I believe he's a Mexican game developer named uh, Lucio, what's his name? Ludo Aquino. I should fucking learn these things before I start talking. <laughs> and uh, he is developing his version of what he thinks Metroid 64 might have looked like. And he's been sharing little tidbits on Twitter, uh, gameplay videos and screenshots. Uh, it's just a fan game and it's a, it's only being developed for PC. A lot of people are angry that he's not making oh. a N64 ROM that'll actually run on an N64. Yeah, why can't he just get like an N64 development kit <laughs> and like program it in assembly? Like what? Is this guy not dedicated? Seriously. For this project that'll probably be DMCA'd and struck before he finishes. Oh, don't say that. Don't say that. Eh, I'm just saying. Do you find it because there was another similar project uh, at the, around the beginning of the year, I think, where someone uh, did the first level or two of Bloodborne in like the yeah. PS1 style where and people were very angry that it also wasn't playable on a PlayStation one. But I don't uh, do you understand that? I, I never understood why people get so upset about it because it's clearly just a stylistic remake. It's echoing back to that era. It doesn't have to be playable like that, like 
fucking Shovel Knight was clearly a callback to NES games. That doesn't mean it has to be a ROM. I think it's uh, this issue is exacerbated by the fact that there are actually developers who literally like still make Game Boy games, like Game Boy yeah. Color games. Like those That's true. people still exist. Well, they not still exist. Most of them were born after the console even came out. Like there's just people <laughs> talented enough to like tinker with these old systems and figure out yeah. a way to easily develop, like not easily, but like, you know, develop for them. And yeah. that's the issue. Like, uh, uh, like ever see those, uh, can't remember what game recently came out for the uh, Game Boy Color. Can't remember what it was called. I but, can't remember. I, it, yeah, it wasn't that long ago. And there's another one that's on Kickstarter right now. Yeah. Uh, that's a Game Boy Color game. Yeah, like that takes talent, like trying to figure out. Oh, and also uh, the, um, what's it? The, the, the pocket, the analog pocket. Is that what it's called? Yeah. They came out with a, with a tool, which is like basically Game Maker Studio only for Game Boy games. You can like really? make a Game Boy game without knowing any code it's like Weird. this really interesting interface i downloaded it uh, and i opened it once and never touched it again because i don't have time <laughs> or motivation to do anything in my life anymore because that's just where i am now but it's it's cool because you can actually make game boy game and play it like on a real game boy if you have like a flash card and so that's pretty cool that's cool but the thing with these the, my issue with the Bloodborne demake wasn't the fact that it wasn't playable on a PS1. It was the fact that it wasn't playable on anything because it just it just suffered from frame drops, even though it looked like really? a PS1 game. Yeah, it was not. I, I did not enjoy that experience. I never played it. That's really bizarre. That's <laughs> Unless maybe was it? frame drops or was it a steady like 20 fps to like try and replicate no that? it was like frame drops it was like going from 30 to like 15 and i don't know Weird. if they were trying to replicate the uh the experience on the playstation 4 because it's pretty much the same <laughs> maybe but yeah i'm looking at the video of metroid 64 right now it's, it's pretty cool it's uh like yeah. a 3d thing and you're shooting the only issue is that this i don't think this would be playable on a real n64 because i'm seeing like analog movement and analog camera movement at the same time yeah it doesn't look like the camera is automatically controlled like it usually is or at least it's moving too smoothly to be to be controlled by the c buttons Mm, I don't know. I might be wrong. Kind of looks like the Ocarina of Time thing. Because, oh, I mean, wait, look. Uh, in the last couple of seconds, he's moving the camera without moving the uh, the character, right? Yeah. So that means the character isn't, isn't controlled by the analog stick. Oh, okay. So it's yeah, being controlled by D-pad, I think. And let me see if, like, with the movement, uh, let me just check out the movement of the characters. Uh,
could be diagonal movement, could be eight axis movement, but could be like full axis movement. Um, oh, and there's a dash button. That's cool. That's nice. Yeah, this movement looks too smooth. It definitely looks like something played on a two, two joysticks. So yeah, this could, couldn't be played on an N64, but who cares? Who cares? Hey, it's got low res textures. It's got no texture filtering. It's got low polygons. It's, I was it's, gonna say it's big chunky Samus, kind of like our model in uh, what's it called, Smash Bros. Yeah, yeah. So, so you said that uh, they were planning. Nintendo was officially planning to make this, like not this. Uh, but, well, not uh, this. No, they. Well, they had talked about it. Basically, there was a quote from. Uh, let me get his name. Uh, Yoshio Sakamoto, who directed. Uh, Super Metroid, he directed Zero Mission. I think he directed Fusion and Other M. He he worked on almost every Metroid game outside of Prime. Uh, he was a producer on the original. He's a producer on Dread, stuff like that. Yeah. And he, in an interview, said that when the N64 came out, obviously Metroid was up for consideration. And mm-hmm. he like held the controller in his hand, and he was like, I don't know how to make this a Metroid <laughs> game. Like I don't know what... <laughs> I don't know how you control Samus with this. And he said he went to another company. He wouldn't name them. But he was basically like, can you guys do Metroid on this? And they went, came back to him and were like, no, there's no way. We don't know how to do it. <laughs> and so the idea just kind of died there. Like, So fun fact, that other company that didn't know how to do Metroid later did make a Metroid game. It was called Other M. <laughs> and they still no, didn't know how to make a Metroid game <laughs> when they did this. Yep, that's the joke I made. Yeah, good one. Yeah. Um, Do you think Nintendo suffered financially from not releasing a Metroid game on the 64? Did they release a report for that, maybe? Oh, uh, I don't know anything about their 1999 financial report, but they did just release their financial report for 2021. Well, from the fiscal year 22, so from last April to March of 22. Nice. And... uh, there's some kind of interesting figures in there. So they hit their sales target on Switch hardware sales, technically, which was 23 million. But they've also been lowering that for that forecast every quarter. Uh, they're blaming the chip shortages. But basically, like originally, they were going to sell 25 and a half million in 22. And then a quarter in there, like, nah, it's going to be 24. And then a quarter in there, like, nah, it's going to be 23. And then they sold 23 million. And they were like, hey, we did it, guys. We hit the forecast. We hit our number. Nice. Uh, but I mean, for twenty three million, the Switch has been out for four years. It's well five now. I still think that's pretty impressive, especially with all the shortages going on. And they're still outselling the uh, Series X and S and the PlayStation Five. Hmm. Which which is kind of wild. I guess I don't know if that's because they have a bigger backlog they're sitting on or or what. I don't know. Or maybe it's a weaker. I don't know. Uh, and then, so they also got into their game sales. Their game sales are up from last year. That's basically been keeping them alive. And there's a couple of interesting little tidbits. Uh, they had Pokemon Legends Arceus this year, which went over really well. Basically, I don't think anyone's liked any Pokemon game in a long time, have they? What was the last Pokemon game people liked? Legends Arceus. <laughs> well, before that. Uh, Ultra Sun like and Moon. it's been ages. Maybe really, Let's people- Go Pikachu. Maybe, maybe. 
I didn't think anyone even liked uh, those two. But anyway, it's been a while. And Game Freak, everyone kind of hates Game Freak, especially after Sword and Shield shit the bed so hard. Yeah. And also Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl, I don't think anyone liked, right? Yeah. No. And uh, so Legends RCS people really liked it. It actually sold well. It sold 12.64 million units, which is just 2 million under uh, Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl. And it wasn't out for as long either. So that style of gameplay we're probably going to keep seeing honestly based on the reviews and the sales so that's kind of interesting fun fact for those who haven't been keeping up with things in the gaming world they actually announced a new generation like i swear every (laughs) time every time nintendo announces um, pokemon announces a new generation i just care less and less i and this time I don't know if it was with the timing. It was like on the fourth day of the war or the third. <laughs> it's like, hey, I know you're getting bombed right now, but check out this trailer for Pokemon Scarlet <laughs> and Violet. And honestly, now this is honest. This is not even exaggerating this. Uh, at the time, I saw videos of dead children, uh, dead people, uh, torn bodies from the war. But the Pokemon Scarlet and Violet trailer was the worst thing I saw that day. <laughs> uh, because it was so insultingly bad in the f- in terms of the, its performance and its graphics. Like I sound like a total dick complaining about graphics in 2022. But <laughs> come on, it's just you need a new system. This is enough. You can't run this on the Switch. You need like something like a PS4 at least cuz this is this is painful to watch. It, it, it's like a it's like a somebody who needs to be put down. Like a Russian soldier with incompatible with life <laughs> wounds. That's another video I saw actually, yeah. But this was still worse. This was still worse. The fact that it's open world doesn't do anything for you. You don't like the idea of them going open world with it. I like the idea, but the execution is just being botched by the fact that it's either held up by the system, which is like a glorified Android tablet from 2017. And, or by the fact that game freak aren't that good at optimizing stuff. Um, no, what is I, weird? You think they would be considering how closely they work with Nintendo? You think Nintendo would be able to tell them what to do? <laughs> yeah, I actually, I actually uh, installed. I mean, bought whatever. <laughs> I don't care. I, I played Pokemon X on my 3ds. I wanted to try out a 3ds Pokemon for the first time, and uh, it was. So weird. This game, like Pokemon X and Y, it starts out so weird. It's like so far away from any Pokemon game before it. I don't know how to explain it. Like things just feel off in the dialogue and the gameplay. It just feels kind of weird. And the sound on the system, it's like they added this fake stereo effect to make it sound bigger. Um, it's, it's very, it's a very surreal experience and I I was just tired of it and I just installed Pokemon black and started playing that again. 
<laughs> Literally. Um, anyways, yeah. What, what about this? Uh, what, what what did they sell? Uh, uh, Nintendo. Did they did they make money? Oh, they made a lot of money. Mario Kart Eight sold uh nine point nine four million units. So that's nearly another ten million for a game that's five years old now. Uh, Metroid Dread is the best selling uh Metroid game now, which is pretty cool. That's awesome. I'm super. I'm honestly super glad about that. Yeah. Yeah. Because this is the first. Well, I guess they did Samus Returns not that long ago. Yeah. I don't know. I'm glad that Metroid is kind of coming back. I was going to say that was probably the biggest thing that hurt them about skipping Metroid 64 is it feels like I feel like a lot of people kind of fell off. I don't know. Maybe just because that's when I was born and started playing games, but I never think of Metroid as a big Nintendo franchise because it missed that and then was so yeah. different from normal with Metroid Prime on the GameCube. And uh, yeah. anyway, other than that, they the only other thing in the uh, financial report is a list of everything that's coming up. So they're still saying Bayonetta 3 is going to come out this year, which, I don't know, maybe. It's been in development mm-hmm. for, like, what, five years now? That's cool. And they still don't have a date for the Advance Wars reboot, which was supposed to come out... Fuck, like at the end of March, maybe, or beginning of April? I think beginning of April. And then they delayed it, even though it appears to be done, because one dude was able to play it by accident. But they delayed it uh, because of the Ukraine-Russia war, and they still have no date listed for that. So who knows when that'll ever come out. I thought they delayed it because of Roe v. Wade. <laughs> well, maybe that's why it's still delayed. Well, maybe they were they were just getting ready to announce a date, and then the Supreme Court decision leaked, and they're like, F- I gotta put Advance Wars back in the... <laughs> Okay, listen, I talked about this in the pre-show, which none of you listened because it doesn't, it's not published. Recorded. <laughs> uh, as a Ukrainian who is in Ukraine, who lived their entire life in Ukraine and is right now in Ukraine, I allow you, Nintendo, <laughs> to release Advance Wars rebooted. It's okay. It's the, the war here is tragic and nintendo has actually left russia i think i think that's so. good that's good thanks nintendo for not <laughs> supporting through taxes uh a war yeah uh that's kind of nice but you guys you can you can release advanced war okay it's uh, it's it's all right because look at the balls that activision has they announced modern warfare 2 during <laughs> like a full scale war and they don't give a shit. You know, who the yeah. fuck knows? Modern Warfare 2 probably has a has a level in Bucha. <laughs> I was going to say well you were telling me before we started didn't uh, the first game have a nuke go off in Ukraine or something? The entire trilogy is based off of Russia making false flag attacks in order <laughs> To have a reason to invade and start World War Three, it's like it's very, it's very weird how that game, how those games have aged very badly. Specifically, in one way, it's the fact that the Russian army was portrayed as this super scary, like force, when in reality it isn't. It's no. <laughs> 
it's not even close. Like the the troops in Modern Warfare Three, the Russian troops that you fight, like they're invading America. That like the paratroopers and shit. No, that's not. That would never no, happen. It's, like, <laughs> it's, not, it's not gonna like at the time when Modern Warfare Three came out was that was like what twenty ten eleven I believe. Modern Warfare Three. Uh, yeah, 2011. Like, yeah, maybe you could think, oh, Russia, number two army in the world. Oh, shit. <laughs> now, now that, like, is completely gone. That idea, nobody considers <laughs> Russia to be, like, a threat. <laughs> a, like, a full-scale threat. Other than its nuclear weapons, it's like, no, it's not happening. Speaking of poorly timed video game announcements with all this going on. I also do think it's funny that Chernobylite came out in while all this is going on, which is about exploring the radioactive wasteland in Ukraine, Chernobyl. Like, <laughs> again, like, I don't know. I feel like Nintendo's being a little too overly sensitive that they won't really release their like cartoony anime war game that's set. I don't even know. I don't think it's set in the real world, right? <laughs> no, it's but if I remember correctly uh, from playing. A little bit of advanced wars like the enemies yeah. are heavily like uh inspired by like russians oh really yeah that's just a better reason to release it now then <laughs> yeah like what are you afraid to like defend <laughs> russians what's going yeah. on nintendo did i read you wrong what's going you know, on I, maybe it's not a coincidence that their corporate color is red Oh my oh. goddamn commies. <laughs> oh shit. Oh shit. It is something. red. Is is are they gonna change the N? Are they gonna tr- turn it 90 degrees and be <laughs> Zintendo now? <laughs> is that what's happening? Is that oh, what fuck. they announced at the fiscal year thing? <laughs> no, there's even that for the big showcase in June. <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> Their big E3 presentation. You know what's interesting too is the original Advance Wars was delayed. The, it came out in North America on September tenth, two thousand one, and then uh, mysteriously it was delayed in every other region <laughs> with no specific reason given. <laughs> this series is fucking. Cursed. Nintendo should fucking stop making these games. <laughs> they really should. There's something wrong with them. <laughs> uh. You know, like Metroid Dread, I'm so glad it sold uh, like what, 5 billion units. Good. <laughs> I, I'm really happy for it. Honestly, loved that game. Loved that game. Played it legitimately. Um, but, you know, it was it was kind of like this game that had multiple iterations of it. Like they were planning to release it for the DS, actually. Uh, and it was like in development hell for a long time. Then it was scrapped oh, yeah. completely and made from the ground up. Kind of like another game that's kind of like Metroid Dread, only it came out shit. <laughs> like Duke Nukem Forever? Exactly like Duke Nukem Forever. This was a game that was anticipated by many fans for many years. And it became like this meme where, you know, everything, every delayed game or anticipated game that 
hasn't come out in a long time was compared to Duke Nukem Forever. It was the Half-Life 3 before Half-Life 3. But even worse, because Duke Nukem Forever was actually announced and they had footage. And uh, like, I don't think Valve has ever said they're doing Half-Life 3. People just expected it. Eh, it's, it's it's the episode three was kind of confirmed but uh, oh, okay yeah let's move either on. way yeah. yeah so so go ahead i i don't i don't have anything to say you're oh, okay. the, the guy who wrote the article <laughs> okay so. <laughs> um so yeah duke nukem forever an old build of it actually leaked so the game was announced in 97 i believe and then by 2001, it was already a little bit of a joke because it had been around for four years. And so there was a big presentation at E3 2001 to convince people that everything was fine and that it was all good. And then not only, I think the game still didn't end up coming out for another 10 years after that, and it was shitty when it came out. But a build of the game uh, has released the 2001 build. Someone online leaked a bunch of videos and uh, some screenshots. And... The source code was not supposed to leak until June, and then the day after this leak happened, they're like, "Ah, fuck it!" And they just put out the source code and a compiler, so you can actually play a build of Duke Nukem Forever from 2001 now. Like right now, can I download it right now? Yeah, it's on the Internet Archive. Oh, I thought I thought they were going to release that in June. They were going to, but just. For whatever reason, the day after, they were like, fuck it, here it is now. <laughs> I don't know if someone else released it, because these were just anonymous leaks on 4chan. So maybe somebody else had it. Maybe the guy changed his mind. I don't know. But it's out there now. Ooh, I, uh, is it like kind of like an illegal thing? You can't really post it on GBA Temp. That is why we like, didn't post it, because people mm-hmm. posted it in the comments to the article, because we I wrote an article before the full leak happened, and people started posting it once that leak happened, and they got removed, so... I didn't yeah. go back and update things to say, hey, here's the whole thing, because I didn't think I was allowed. But if you want to <laughs> look online, it will not take you very long to find the source code and a compiler if you're interested in playing it yourself. How how completed is it? Is it like... Not hating? very, honestly. Mm. It's... Uh, well, here's the thing. Um, the two guys that were sort of in charge of the whole project, uh, George Broussard and... I actually can't remember the other guy's name. Something Miller... Um, have been commenting on Twitter about this. At first, it was just to say, like, yeah, that leak looks legit. I I think that was us. Don't get too excited about it, though. Um, You know, the game was never finished. It's pretty empty. And then somehow these two guys ended up getting into, like, a weird Twitter spat and blaming each other for the game and, like, <laughs> just bitching <laughs> about each other online. Like, it was, I don't know, it was weird. Some guy, or uh, the other guy, Miller, made a blog post where he was complaining about Broussard, uh, never you know always trying to change things and just like constantly coming up with new ideas and throwing out work they'd done and then broussard went on twitter and he called him a narcissist and said you can't believe anything he says and he was like uh, i've been friends with this guy since the 70s we went to high school together and like can't believe i fucking here i found his tweet um Scott's a clueless narcissist whose actions are led to the Gearbox lawsuit slash friction that led to us losing 3DR and the Duke IP. 3DR is 3D Realm with the company that they owned. Mind-blowing the nonsense he spews. Not surprising due to his depth of manipulation and narcissism. Wow. At least I've had the class to keep thoughts private. <laughs> I have so much more to say on this, having known him since high school in the 70s. You can just see how he uses the opportunity to try to make himself look better by tossing an ex-friend of 40-plus years and business partner under the bus. Definitely a guy you should do business with. Yeah, it's a bit of weird 
whole story, this leak has led to some odd stuff. <laughs> but the question remains, is this build better than the official Gearbox game that was released in 2011? Ooh, I have not played four. I have not played both of them, so I couldn't comment. But it looks better if you watch the videos. Have you watched the videos that are on the... Uh, there's a website called Duke 4. It's uh, a, apparently a Duke Nukem fan site, which I'm kind of shocked exists because <laughs> nobody's given a shit about Duke Nukem since 1997. But uh, there is a Duke Nukem fan site that has a bunch of the videos hosted there. And, I mean, it doesn't look terrible. It's obviously not finished, but... You can drive it. There's like some, you know, fast paced driving sections. The shooting looks fine. There's some interesting character designs. I don't know. It's, it is a little sparse. I know people were complaining that like, there's no weird aliens and stuff like that in there. Um, but it, I mean, it looks better than the piece of shit gearbox made. <laughs> Have you taken a look at any of the screenshots or anything? No, I'm, uh, I'm reading news about the Ukrainian war. Like this is, <laughs> This is insane. Have you heard of this? What the fuck is going on? Dude. Not I didn't cool. hear about that. Is this the next transition? In- <laughs> you trying to bait me into it? No. Well, speaking of, uh, you know, lots of action and guns going off, have you heard about the situation in Ukraine? <laughs> uh, do you think they you could make a Duke Nukem game today? Yeah, I, don't I think, think you, that you, character works. I think you. I think you need to make him the butt of the jokes more. You need to make other people be like, "Oh, he's such a sexist d bag. Oh, he's a jerk." Like, but I think you can make it work. Just make him like kind of a clueless, arrogant jerk, and and people will go along with it. Or you can have him be like an old dude who's out of touch and doesn't understand why people don't think he's awesome anymore. <laughs> I piss and shit myself laughing my character. Avengers a T-posing video game. <laughs> Meanwhile, my graphic cards. What the fuck is this? What are you reading? I don't know. I, I googled a Duke Nukem quote of the day. And it's just this gibberish. Wait, let me send it into the fucking telegram. Uh, wait, tell, wait, 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 somebody walked into my room. No, fuck. Someone needs directions to the toilet. Exactly. No, I was actually asked to keep my voice down. Oh, uh, no. You were shouting oh, Duke Nukem lines too long, too loud. Yeah, what the fuck is this? I piss and shit myself laughing as my characters. I piss and shit myself <laughs> laughing as my character enters the depots in video game. Meanwhile... My graphic cards melts into a fine piece. <laughs> what the fuck? It sounds like a drill tweet. <laughs> Trans rights. <laughs> well, at least that dude, that Duke Nukem could work. Yeah. Definitely. Trans rights, Duke Nukem. My wife is here. Please be respectful. <laughs> I don't know. I would like to see the character come back. Uh, I used a Japanese it. toilet and it molested me. <laughs> okay. Anyways, I'm done with that. Don't want to wake up my parents with my Duke Nukem voice. 
That's a big problem. You know what voice I can't do? The one in uh, um, Deus Ex voice. I can't do that one. Oh, no? I can't do Jensen or Adam. Well, neither can Square Enix now because they've sold off a lot of their Western IPs to something called the Embracer Group. What? What? So so basically Square Enix, they're mostly known as a Japanese developer, but they have a lot of uh, Western IPs and studios, stuff like Tomb Raider, Deus Ex, Thief, Legacy of Kain. And they just recently sold off uh, basically all of those that I just listed to something called the Embracer Group that I had never heard of before. But it's, well, they describe themselves as a massive decentralized collection of entrepreneurs that are thrilled. Or no, I'm sorry, that is uh, how Square Enix described them. So they are the perfect fit for Square Enix's ambitions. They make high quality games with great people. I don't know. It's where they it's where they sold all those IP for only three hundred million dollars, which doesn't seem like a lot to me, honestly. I mean, I feel like any decent Tomb Raider game might. Well, I don't know. I guess it would take a lot to develop. Yeah, they sold off Tomb Raider as well. Yeah, that's like a big one. That's a big one. Yeah, the other ones are maybe not huge. I think the only Western IP they own now still would be Hitman, right? I think they sold everything else. So this is very interesting. The fact that. Like they could just sell these are all our Western IPs. You could just have them. Uh yeah. we're keeping our Japanese ones though. That's quite interesting. Honestly. I mean, it I is. wonder if Konami could do that, but not with like <laughs> their Western IPs, but all of them. <laughs> that would be nice. Be very nice, yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's a weird I don't know if it's just Square Enix wanting to uh pare down and not have so many jumbling things in their portfolio. I mean, or, uh, they bought Eidos Montreal, right? Yeah. Well, they so, sold it just now. Yeah. Yeah. So they can make Deus Ex three. Yeah. Without make Square it. Enix interfering. I yeah. wish I knew more about this Embracer group, but there's really not a lot of information out there on them. Like, I don't know. Do they have a habit of, being the way Square Enix was, where they would force microtransactions into games. and What a shame. <laughs> Although I guess that is mainly the American Square Enix. I don't think their Japanese games are that bad, right? Like the new Final Fantasies haven't had microtransactions and stuff. I mean, just to give you an idea, this is an article I read um, just this morning. Square Enix fully recommends Balan Wonderworld. <laughs> That is uh, pretty bad. Did you hear about the director of that game coming out and blasting Square Enix and saying they don't care about video games and like really digging in on them and telling them that they're total pieces of shit and and that people shouldn't buy Balan Wonderworld because Square Enix released an unfinished game and yeah, it's Yuji Naka. That's not just some guy. That's the creator of Sonic. Oh, you're right. He is. Yeah, moron. I apologize. But yeah, they re- removed him as the director of the game six months before it came out because he didn't want to release an unfinished game. Which this is game looks like pretty bad. Ass. It doesn't look unfinished. <laughs> it looks bad from the get go. It doesn't have like any potential to it. I don't see it at least. 
No, it was funny looking at because he made this very long series of tweets where he's like blasting Square Enix and like kind of uh, I wouldn't say he's positioning himself as like a victim, but he's being like, yeah, they really fucked everything over. And then people in his replies are just like the game was going to be shit with or without you. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like it's like Alien John. It's like, <laughs> it doesn't matter if they fired me and got Kojima <laughs> to work on it. It's still going to be Alien John. What do you expect? Yeah. Man, how how is that? Like, did Yuji Naka make anything other than Sonic? I don't know. I do. One of his tweets says, I am truly sorry for the customers who bought my unfinished Balan Wonderworld. <laughs> Which is not great when you're apologizing to people that bought your game. When are we going to get the Yuji Naka director's cut for Balan <laughs> Underworld? The full version. <laughs> Is it going to be on HBO Max? Can I? Is it going to be a four by three aspect ratio game only? Oh, that'd be awesome! It's in black and white. Yes, oh, Alan Wonderworld, the way it was meant to be played. <laughs> uh, if you're wondering what else he made, he did Nights into Dreams, the Fantasy Star franchise. Dude, that's, uh, those are big f- IPs. He did the first Sonic Adventure. Looks like. <laughs> Well, yeah. Wait, did Yuji Naka create Sonic? I think he co-created them, yeah. Okay. Okay. What he's still boasting about in this Twitter thread, he says uh, he's talking about how he was making changes up until the last minute to make the game better. Did it work? Yeah, it seems to. Seems to have worked. What game are we talking about? Sonic. <laughs> Sonic not Balan Wonderworld, which he was not allowed to make changes to up until the last second. <laughs> Sonic 1 for the Genesis? Yeah. Did Sonic 1 come out for the Genesis first or the Master System? I have no idea. God damn, Steven, you're so fucking incompetent. <laughs> yeah, it was on the Genesis. <laughs> I don't know what you're going for. What do you want? It was on the, the, the MasterCard system. The MasterCard? <laughs> you talking about sonic on mastercard you don't remember <laughs> it's no like eight bit. what you're talking about <laughs> you okay speaking of things we don't know what to talk about we don't know how to end this episode apparently because we're run out of topics <laughs> um okay 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 uh steven uh, name your favorite top 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 five uh, destroyed Russian boats. <laughs> First one up for me personally is the Moskva. What about you? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm out of my element here. <laughs> I feel like you know a little bit more about this than me. My list is going to look so dumb compared to yours. Imagine losing like a fucking battleship to a country that doesn't even have boats. is that what happened we don't have have any boats did you destroy their boat or did you take it so now you have one boat we destroyed it It you really should have taken it it was so funny because at first they said like ukrainians said that we sank that boat like day one the russians were like no you didn't (laughs) no it's right there (laughs) <laughs> well then show it. Um I I ain't gotta show you shit. 
It's right there. <laughs> Next day, they're like, oh, it's on fire. Yeah, it's, it's, we, we got a small contaminated fire going on <laughs> on the ship. Third day. Okay, the, the fire's done a little bit damage, so we're towing it back to short fourth day. Yeah, the ship sank. Ah. Uh, yeah. It took four days for them to come to terms with it. Do you think they were just in denial that their night ship hadn't sank? They're still in denial that it was hit by a Ukrainian missile. They still say <laughs> it's it was literally a smoker. What? Yeah, somebody was smoking on the ship and... <laughs> Down the sh- I'm not making this up. This is like official from Russian quote unquote official sources. This is not. That's fucking hilarious. That is such a good excuse. <laughs> like, not just that, like, multiple parts of Russia are being burnt down. Yeah. Um, from all the smoking? Yes. That's what they're saying. Somebody forgot to extinguish their cigarette bum and literally burnt down like a, an arms depot. <laughs> an, I'm not making this up. That's what they're saying. I don't even know how to process that. Because <laughs> they, can't, they can't say that Ukrainians are doing that because that's, that's going to be like inciting fear into the Russian nation. Like, because the Russian propaganda was just like, Basically, oh, we destroyed Ukraine. Ukraine's gone. It's out of the picture. That's it. Yeah. We did it. Mission accomplished. And it's been like that for like 70 days. You think they would at least have a, you think they could at least be like, yeah, it was an electrical fire. Not like, ah, f-, like <laughs> the dude, he fucking, he left something in the oven and the oven was on and it burned. And f- like, <laughs> now use the smoker excuse. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's always the smoker excuse for some reason. Sometimes it's like, I don't know. Uh, sometimes they say that, that they prefer they uh, lit it up on fire on purpose. Sometimes they just like it more when it's on fire. Yeah, yeah. It was sense. a strategic burning, <laughs> old of an old arms depot. Anyways, we're getting into politics, and I know GBA Times doesn't like politics because you know some of the most popular threads are. Joe Biden has become the 46th president of the USA. <laughs> uh, Roe v. Wade, uh, the situation in Ukraine. These are the, just the top threads on GBA Temp. And also another one that's called Trump 2024. Is it inevitable? Question mark. It's a new one. Um, how many? Oh, it's got only two pages. It's not It's not even a good thread. I love the, uh, the images, though. <laughs> Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening to this weekly episode <laughs> of the Tempcast. Uh, that was a tease guys, for next week. You'll definitely see us dive high, hardcore into the Trump thread for next week. <laughs> oh yeah, it's inevitable. <laughs> I never asked for this. Anyways, <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, yeah, good night. Good night. <laughs>